Welcome to the Money, Sex, Business and Awakening podcast. I'm Alex Harvey and I'm a money and personal empowerment coach. My podcast is here to support you to create your financial prosperity, do your purpose work in the world and self-actualize. I am here to share with you what I've learned over the past 10 years that I think every woman should know about accessing your deep power through your sexual life force energy and relationship to money because it's truly mind-blowing and only taboo to keep you small. I blend together the latest in neuroscience and practical strategies, as well as teachings and principles from ancient traditions such as Tantra, Taoism, and alchemy. Thank you so much for joining me, and I can't wait to see you in the show. Hello, and welcome to this podcast episode. I just recorded this podcast episode. I put the intro on it, I put the ending on it, and I was like, no, no feel like I just kind of rambled a lot and I am going to record it again and be more concise. I don't often do this slash I kind of never do this. I'm a do my podcast in one take kind of gal and that's it and you can't go back on it even if you felt like it was shit. But I'm just going to go against that this time because I was like, you know what? Yeah, I do feel like it was just a little bit rambly and I didn't have good clarity and I'm just going to be more concise this time. So welcome to this podcast episode where I'm going to share with you about a recent experience I had selling my investment property and what I learned about sales that I think is really important and really key and real like a, a total demonstration of some of the stuff that I usually do talk about on this podcast about being a creator and where you have your focus and all of that kind of thing. And I feel like this was just such an amazing example that I want to share this story with you. And it occurred to me last week, I wanted to share this story with you. And I actually thought at first I would just make it into an Instagram post. And I started writing an Instagram post and I was just like, oh my God, there's just there's no way I can just get the essence of the story about selling a freaking house in an Instagram post and tell you the message of the story. And I realized, you know what, I'm just going to do this as a podcast episode. So here we are. I'm going to tell you about this recent, um, house selling experience and most kind of importantly or specifically from it, the process of picking the real estate agent and how they went about the sales and what that, the lesson that has about sales and about creating and um, how to come at it. And you, you know, my, my hope with this is that you just, maybe you see yourself in some of these things or you see how these things you know, how you've experienced each of these, well, you don't know what it's going to be yet, but what I experienced from these salespeople, and it might give you more clarity on how you responded or how you felt, or if you sell things, how you've sold sometimes and how you've sold other times and to give you more clarity on really how you would want to move forward with that and what to kind of keep in mind, because it's just a great illustration. Just before we jump into that, I just want to say a massive thank you to the people that reached out to me last week. And it seems 
by some kind of coincidence, ended up telling me how they've been listening to all my podcast episodes and they have gotten so much from it and they love it and thank you. And I just want to say a huge thank you to all of you that do tell me that or tell me any particular episodes you've listened to a few times um, because it gives me so much inspiration and juice for creating this podcast. It I, I just notice how much it inspires me because I'm like, oh, I want to create a podcast about this and a podcast about this. And I, I feel really excited to record my podcast um, because I can sometimes go through periods of like, what, what to talk about? And is anyone finding this valuable? So when I get that feedback, it really gives me even more juice. So just think of it this way. If you do love this podcast and you listen to it and you let me know about it, it's actually going to be good for you because I'm going to bring so much more juice and inspiration to the podcast as a result. So if you ha- if you do enjoy this podcast episode or you love the podcast in general, please do let me know. It really helps. My You can uh, message me on Instagram. My handle is at alexh.co or um, if you want to send me an email, my email is alexis at alexisharvey.com. Still got to change my uh, website over off my old alexis at alexisharvey.com. Well, no, that's my email. The website is alexisharvey.com. But you know what? Sometimes you just have other priorities and sometimes that's just serving your people. And so you've got a bit of an outdated website name. But anyways, we continue on. So, um, the story that I want to share with you and the, the sales lessons in it that I think is so valuable, you know, they're not even just sales lessons. It's the same stuff. Like, you know, I teach and talk about on this podcast, but it's, it's really applied to sales and it shows you how it is applied to sales. Okay. So, A few months ago, I came to the decision that I wanted to sell my investment property. Now, I owned this property with my mom. She put in for it as well when we bought it, but it's always been completely my responsibility. So, I was my responsibility through the whole process of buying it to do that process, to, you know, manage it, look after it, put in the extra money for the mortgage, all of that kind of thing throughout having it. Um, it's been, it's just been my responsibility. And then it was, so it was going to be my responsibility to sell it. So, you know, it was just me doing all this. Um, but my mom was also involved. So I have never sold a property before. And basically we just decided to sell it because we felt like it, there was better places to put our money, right? You know, there's better places we could put our money, um, than in this property and that, you know, property. I'm not going to go into that whole spiel, but we decided to sell it. Okay. So I had never sold a property and had like literally no idea what to do or how to start going about it. But I realized, okay, I need to engage an agent. And the property was in Queensland and I live in South Australia. So that's a different state to me. So I wasn't going to be there. Right. So I needed an agent who I could trust to manage it and take care of the entire sale without me being there. And to be honest, going into it, I was a bit worried about finding someone I could trust. I think that kind of maybe a bit of a collective belief of like, you can't trust real estate agents. They're going to try to rip you off. You know, also this is such a huge amount you're talking. You're not getting someone to 
sell a pair of shoes or even a car. Like it's, it's a house, right? You, and you want to get, uh, you know, it really matters actually how much you end up getting for it, um, especially, you know, with your initial investment and all of that kind of thing. Anyway, I did enough research, spoke to some people, sussed it out to realize, and this might be really obvious to you, but I had no idea, but to realize, okay, I need to get a few different agents to go through the house and then do an appraisal um, and give me their rate and then, you know, how they would sell it, how much they think I could sell it for, um, all this kind of thing. So, I contacted three different agents to go through and do an appraisal that were all local to the area um, because I, yeah, I just decided I want someone local. I want someone that knows the market local. I want someone that's got buyers local. So, I contacted, the first person I contacted was Linda. And so, it turns out Linda works in a duo with Jonathan. And Linda was super helpful. You know, I think it really kind of built a lot of trust with me that I spoke to her first and she kind of told me, um, well, I can't even remember what she told me, but I know that it was a very helpful conversation. And so, I was already feeling this affinity and this trust. She had a lot of really great reviews on realestate.com. And so anyway, she said, oh, well, I work with Jonathan. Jonathan speaks Cantonese or Mandarin or maybe both. And, um, you know, it's a high uh, Asian population, or I guess specifically there must be a high Chinese population there. Um, And so that, you know, it's really helpful to work with him because he's got those other languages. And so she said, well, what we should do is set up a call with Jonathan. So we set up a call with Jonathan. And so this was before they had been through the house. So she just said, let's, let's set up a call with Jonathan. So we did. And I had asked her what her rate was. So my whole thing was like, okay, I've got to find out the rate of all the different agents, then get them to go through or not, well, either before or after I find out their rate, but get them to go through and see what they think. So, um, I chatted, I had this phone call with the two of them. And I, so I had asked Linda, what is your rate? I think in a follow-up email and she'd said, okay, I'm going to send you a whole bunch of info before our call. And then we'll have our chat, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't receive anything. And then literally like the minute our call started, I got an email from her with these documents attached. So what I realized in retrospect, not at the time, she strategically specifically did not send them to me before the call. She sent them to me at the time of the call. So I couldn't look at anything before the call so that we would just go through everything together in the call. Okay. And so on the call, Jonathan did most of the talking and I could just tell, I was sitting there smiling to myself. I could just tell we were going through a sales process, right? I've learned about sales processes and how you run sales calls. And I could just tell this is what was going on here. You know, they were telling me, oh, can you open this document? This is all the houses we've sold in however long. And these houses were all the record prices and or townhouses were all the record prices in their complex. And we've got all these record prices and this, this, this. Then we start getting onto my property and it's like, well, Alex, what would you love to sell it for? And I'm like, you know what? I've got no fucking idea. Like I need you to give me a bracket of what the market is because I don't know, like you're the expert here. And then they just kept being all this 
questions back at me that I could tell is part of the sales strategy, but felt like it totally didn't make sense to me in this context. So, you know, I asked, oh, well, do you usually do an auction or how do you sell? And they were telling me, oh, no, we don't do an auction. We we do this thing. We put it up as um, must sell, like put in an offer or something, right? And Jonathan was like, what do you think about that? And I was like, I have absolutely no opinion on that. Like you're the experts, you're telling me, like I'm getting you to tell me (laughs) what you do and what works because I have no idea. Like I don't have an opinion about something I know nothing about. I'm one of those people and I don't know if it's because for all you human design people out there, I've got an open Ajna um, and an open crown as well. So I can't remember which one it's meant to be about being open-minded. Like you're not going to, you're not going to have an opinion on something you don't know anything about, right? So anyway, I found it a bit annoying as well. So on top of, I could tell this was a sales process. I found it annoying because I felt like, oh, you keep asking me these questions that don't seem to fit. And that's like, I'm like, seems to be going around. I'm just trying to get information here and you're trying to run me around a a circuit or a maze, you know, like, and it went for 45 minutes and They haven't even been to the house, you know, like I was like, I can tell you're going through a sales process and, and it seems to go outside of the relevance of what we're actually doing here because you would literally just trying to sell to me. So anyway, they were, they were also very convincing. I'm going to admit, you know, with the whole spiel about the recent properties they've sold. And, you know, I was asking how much they thought we could get for my place and, and they were really like, or Jonathan was saying, you know, we can't promise anything. Don't want to get your hopes up, blah, 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 which I understand. Um, but, you know, I think we could, we could probably, the market's so hot right now, we could probably get, and it was, it was, was slash is a really fucking hot market right now, which was part of the reason we decided to sell at the moment or, you know, the sale just finalized in January, um, which is about a month ago from when I'm talking right now. Um, so yes, but we think, I can't remember exactly how much he said. I don't know if he said like 430 or 440 even. I doubt it would have been more than that, but something that was going to be, you know, really kind of high because we had a townhouse and there was a fucking shit ton of townhouses in this suburb. Right. So, um, so yes. And so they were also suggesting like, oh, I should get, what is it called that f- when people come in and put furniture in your place so that it looks really nice. Like it's, it's escaping me right now. I'm, I'm getting my period in a few days. My brain does not work as cohesively in terms of thinking in streams and talking in streams when I'm just about to get my period or when I've got it. So just if I go um and ah a lot, if you ever hear me going um and ah a lot, I'm usually about to get my period or I've just got my period. <laughs> so we, uh, oh yes, they were suggesting I get this furniture put in, you know, it's like three or $4,000 or something, but they were like, yeah, we can definitely sell it more for that. You know, it's mostly homeowner buyers. It's very emotional. Um, so we, we get, we get the best with these you know, when we put in the furniture, right? So that was their little thing. And, you know, it was one of those things where I asked them, what, well, what's your rate? And, oh my, like, 
well, how much is this worth to you? Can I just ask, how much is this worth to you, Alex? Because, you know, it's not about how much you pay. It's about the result you get and the result that you, you know, yeah, the result that you're getting. And, you know, that whole fucking sales thing, man, which is true, but like you don't got to avoid giving me the answer and trying to drum that into me because you're trying to manipulate me because you're worried that I won't see that, right? So it's just annoying. I'm just, I don't know if you've experienced it in a sales conversation. If you've had many discovery calls with coaches, you probably have because that's how they will get taught to do it. Um, so anyways, this whole round, I was like, you don't know that I know exactly what you're doing because I've been in sales trainings. And um, so this whole fucking roundabout to get the, their rate and like, but it, and also just doesn't make sense. So what we, what would you love to get for the property, Alex? I don't know, Jonathan, how about you tell me what the, what bracket, what even bracket we're talking because you know, cause you're selling houses in this suburb and I'm not, and I don't know, and I don't know what to expect. So how about you tell me, you know, like it was just really annoying. I hope you're getting the picture. It's just quite irritating. It's just very inauthentic to the reality of the conversation. Some of the questions he was asking me. So anyway, finally got their rate, which wasn't in any of their stuff that they sent me, you know, he just told me it and I was lucky I wrote it down because otherwise I wouldn't have had it. And I mean, that might be pretty normal because it's negotiable or something, but, but still it's this avoidance of just like, just fucking tell me how much it's going to cost. Like I want to sell my fucking house, (laughs) you know, like you don't have to try to pretend there's, there's no cost or avoid it. So I won't, I'll like forget about it and just say yes anyway. Anyway, so that was my call with Jonathan and Linda. It went for about 45 minutes or maybe even an hour. It was fucking long. They hadn't even been through the house yet. So then I also contacted an agent called Adam who also had really good reviews, um, not as kind of polished and sleek looking as the whole Linda and Jonathan outfit, but, but had awesome reviews where people would like, Adam is just great. He sold my property for me when I was out of state. He was just really good communication, all this kind of thing. So I contacted Adam and Adam, I can't remember exactly like how everything unfolded, but he was basically just like, yep, I'll go and do the appraisal. Didn't need to like have a big long sales call with me before the appraisal. It was just like, yep, I'll go do the appraisal and then we can chat about it. And then I also contacted a guy called Martin who was also local that seemed quite good. And then just kind of how it happened was that Linda and Jonathan went through for the appraisal on the same day as Adam and somehow Martin, excuse me, just hadn't been able to get onto the property manager and so didn't do it. So he just kind of, he just kind of like naturally dropped off. So it was really between Linda Linda and Jonathan and Adam. So after the inspection, basically like it was very clear from the conversations everyone, we need to have the inspection so we can see the condition of the property. So then we can more accurately assess how we would sell it. What's the, how much we're going to go for or ask for and, um, you know, meet the tenant, suss out if the tenant's going to be okay with, um, having property inspections while they're still in there, all of that kind of thing. Right. So there was just, there was some very clear, concrete things we wanted to get out of it. So Linda and Jonathan went through And then Jonathan tried to call me afterwards. I was busy, missed the call, messaged him and just 
asked some of those key questions like is you know is there anything that needs to be fixed maintenance wise and maybe something else just some concrete things I wanted to know the answers to and Jonathan wouldn't reply them back to me in a text he said no let's just have a call you know well they you know avoided the questions like a salesperson would avoided the questions and was like let's just have a phone call even though Like it was totally unnecessary. It's like, just tell me. (laughs) And then Adam went through and after Adam went through, um, Adam sent me, he texted me about 25 photos of the property that he took. He told me it's in immaculate condition, you know, like brand new basically condition apart from there's a marks on the ceiling downstairs and there's also a bit of a dint in the garage door that you can see from the inside if you put the garage door up for a bit. And he sent me a photo and um, and he also, you know, told me a little bit about the tenant. He just texted me and was like, you know, we can talk about all this later, but this is what I found. And I was like, oh, fucking great. So at least I know what, like, as in great, awesome. Now I know what's going on. Like someone's just told me something without trying to make me, you know, go through it. Feels like a game, like a sales process. Like, no, no. Cause I knew that's what Jonathan was doing. I knew Jonathan would not just text me the answer because part of the sales thing is no, get back on a call with them, build the rapport, probably do more of your little things. Like, there's a bit more of a process you go through and you build that connection and whatever. I mean, I don't know exactly what he was taught, but I knew that's why he wasn't just telling me. It was like we had to wait until we could arrange to talk on the phone again. And so I did chat with Jonathan again and he didn't point out any of the two minor maintenance things that would need to be fixed by the tenant He or have any photos. He was just like, you know, it's in really good condition and um, the tenant – you know, whatever X, Y, Z. And, oh, and we, we, we're going to help the tenant find a new place and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was like, okay, great. Uh, so then I ended up having the call with Adam to go through his appraisal. Um, so he sent me his appraisal, like, you know, well ahead of our call time that had you know the report with all the pictures he put in, how they do, how he would do the marketing, the costs of all of that and blah, blah, blah. And so we had a phone call to go through it. And it was like, it was just like literally going through what we needed to go through, not going through like a manipulation thing of trying to get me to connect to the emotion of this and this and then this and then this and then like see the value and make me want, you know, like a manipulation thing. Not that like I've got no issue with a sales process or strategy, but there's a fine line of when you're like you, you are basically trying to manipulate someone versus you're trying to get information, see if you're the right fit and, you know, present the offer to the person in a way that they can see the value. And then it's just literally up to them whether they want to say yes or no, right? Nothing wrong with sales. I'm obviously for sales, um, but there is, there's these different ways of doing sales. And I'm going to wrap this up. When I wrap this up, the story, I'm going to really clearly show you kind of how it's done right and how it's done not right. Okay. So, Adam spoke to him, went through his thing. Oh yeah. So I was like, how much do you think, you know, we would ask for it? We could get with it. And he was like, realistically, you know, 419, which was actually what we bought it for. And 
So, you know, Jonathan and Linda had been like, oh, I don't want to make any promises, but yeah, maybe we could get like 4.30 or something. And, um, oh yeah, maybe they said more than that. I don't remember. But, uh, Adam was really like, not like go and look on realestate.com at all the townhouses for sale and how much they're going for. And, you know, if you want to ask for more, we can, but this is what I think we should ask for offers over two, 419. Like seriously, there's so many townhouses on the market. Yours is a, um, you know, it's in really good condition, but it's still only single garage. It's not on the edge of a complex. Um, you know, it's in the middle of the block of them. And so, yeah, that's what I think. And, you know, I asked him about furniture, like the set furniture. And he said, no, you know, you only do that if you were trying to cover up something or if you're selling a house, it's a bit different, but not with a townhouse, not when it looks brand new, you know, it'll look, it'll literally look like you're trying to cover up something and it's just not necessary, right? You know, that's an extra cost. There's an extra three or $4,000 you're not going to get in your pocket. That's not what he said to me, but I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just clearly articulating that to you. Okay. When you're already in a position where you might not be making a profit, right? Where you pretty well breaking even. Um, so that was, yeah, that's what we got from him. So then I was like, okay, who am I going to choose? And I didn't know, like, you know, I was, I felt really torn. Jonathan and Linda were promising like, oh, maybe we can get this much and do the furniture. Cause that's how we're going to get a high price, make it emotional for the buyers. They'll pay more. Um, and, uh, and, and then Adam, who's just really like, Yep, I think we should put it up at 419. Um, but Adam was really detail oriented. Like Adam sent me all the photos. Adam picked up on those things that other two didn't pick up on. They still there was nothing they were still telling me or oh, needs to make sure I get fixed um in the house, like nothing. And so then I was talking to my mom about it. So I was like, oh, I don't know what to pick. And then, you know, she just really pointed out to me. Um, she was just be like, you pick whoever you want, but she also really pointed out to me, well, Adam has picked up on all these things. He's been really detailed and yeah, if we're realistic, it is only probably worth 419, you know, like look at all the other townhouses for sale. He's being realistic. They're kind of selling you on, you know, like this idea of almost like, I guess, a bit, not per se a false hope, but you know, I, ha- I guess I had, I'm someone that just kind of automatically believes people a lot. Um, and, uh, and so mum was really pointing out, yeah, they could be doing that to get you in, you know, and then you don't get that much, but then it's not their fault. And that was already going to be a long shot by the way they're positioned it anyway. And yes, it's, you know, there's a lot of townhouses on the market or whatever. Right. So, and it, that just also made me reflect on, yes, and I know they're doing sales processes on me and that's what their focus is, is the sales processes. And Adam is just being super transparent, super real. Like, here's what it is. He's just telling me the information as I need it. He's not trying to lead me through some kind of circuit. I don't know why circuit is the word that keeps coming to mind. Maze, circuit, thing, lead me through this thing. Um, to try to get me, you know, to sign up with him. He's just going, this is what it is. This is what I would do. Right. Um, so 
I went with Adam and I, you know, it really made me reflect on what Linda and Jonathan did and what Adam did. And Adam just turned out to be so awesome and so honest and so just direct, authentic, honest information. And it was, you know, I was reflecting because I I was obviously seeing Linda and Jonathan are are sellers. They, they've, they're using the sales processes they've been trained in and they've probably done a lot of training in it. And Adam is just being a hundred percent authentic and he's not avoiding selling. Like he gave me his appraisal. He told me his offer. He told me how much, like he's not avoiding it. He's not having a block against it, but he's just n- not trying to use a process. He's just literally being authentic and going, well, this is what it is. And I chose him. I chose him, not the person that tried to use all of the NLP manipulation sales strategy. Okay. So therein, I think, lies a pretty key message, honestly. Um, And I'm not, I I think I already said that because this is my second time recording it. I can't remember if I said it this time or not, but I'm, I'm not at all against having sales strategy or process. I'm actually very for having those things, but to lead an authentic conversation through, this is, you know, this is your problem working out. If I can help you with that problem, this is um, how I can envisage us, you know, if it's a service-based thing, what we can do and this is my offer and then it's up to you to decide, right? So you can have a process that you go through for that, but then you it can turn into if you're not careful, like a manipulation strategy of, or how do I lead someone through something so that they'll say yes to me rather than how do I lead someone through something so that, um, they can have clarity over their decision and, um, have all the information they need to make the right decision for them. You know, they're they're like a bit different things, right? So that's really the key thing that I noticed And I'm going to express it to you in a way that if you've listened to my other podcasts, it's really going to land. So what I noticed, what I really got when I reflected on this, actually, before I tell you that, I'm just going to tell you the end result, end result of the whole thing. So I engaged Adam. Adam was fucking awesome. He was so on it. He made sure everything happened, made sure the things got fixed. My, my property manager was like, no, there's no tin in the garage. I can't see it. And Adam was like, no, like, here's the photo, send the photo to them. Like she's got to go in and make sure we can get it sorted before it gets sold. And so we did and we got everything sorted and it was great. Just no bullshit, very authentic and there to get the best end result. And um, so we put the house, uh, the open home. So uh, I think Adam put it up on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Then the open home was on Saturday and we had offers that day And there was one couple that was a first home owner buyer and they were just about to get married and then going to be going on a honeymoon straight away in January. So they wanted to get this all sorted before they went and they, they just loved mine. They wanted it. And so they wanted us to sign the contract before offers closed on the Monday night. So, uh, we had, I think maybe three offers come in and one of them I know was about 425. The, uh, 
if the third one actually came in, I don't know exactly what it was. Maybe it was 4.30. Anyway, these guys put in 4.47 and they were like, we want to sign the contract straight away, seven days finance, subject to seven days finance. And they just, they wanted it and they wanted to have it sorted. And so we signed a contract on the Sunday. So the next day after the open home for the 447 and then, yeah, everything went through and we settled in Jan and it was an amazing result, like amazing. And Adam handled the whole thing so well and was, you know, he, he was awesome. And I'm really glad we went with him. Yes, we might have got the same price if we went with Lyndon and Jonathan. Certainly wouldn't have got a bigger price. And they would have been trying to convince me to pay f- to have the flashy furniture so everything looked the part and, you know, looked more expensive and all of this kind of thing. So that was the end result. And uh, coming back to then, yes, the core thing, the core difference between the two of them. So the difference was that Adam was in the end result of selling my home. Through the sales process, Adam was in the end result of selling my home. Linda and Jonathan were in the end result of how does we get her to sign on as a client with us. That was the difference. Adam was not thinking, how do I manipulate her to sign on with me? Adam was thinking, okay, what do we need to know to sell the house? What are the, are there any things that need to be fixed? I'm going to go in, I'm going to take heaps of photos. Um, this is what you need to know. This is where we are. This is what we can realistically sell it for. This is my proposal. Linda and Jonathan were in how they were literally, their whole focus was how do we get her to sign on as a client? That was the difference. They, they were, you know, and they weren't, weren't trying to be malicious or like, you know, um, scam me or anything like that, but they were trying to manipulate me to sign on with them, right? Rather than just being in the authenticity, just answering a question when I've got a question. It's like, no, I've got to try to manipulate her and tell her the answer to that question at the right time and get her to feed back to us how much this is going to be worth to her and all these things before I tell her in order to manipulate her to get the result of her signing on rather than being in the end, the actual end result, which is selling the fucking house. For them, it was about the sale. And so what kind of, oh, so yes. So I, so that wasn't, I don't think, feel like they were being malicious or they were trying to hurt me, but that's just where their focus was. It was actually on Uh, it was just not on the right thing. That's where their focus was. And that's what all of us do by default when we get into an egoic agenda is we try to manipulate people. We try to manipulate people into liking us, to giving us their approval. Like we're constantly like me. And and so you're doing things to to unconsciously to try to manipulate people. Um, And it's a thing that's very easy, obviously, to fall into with sales. When you make it about getting the sale and not the end result that you want to get with the person through the sale. Just pausing to let that land because that is the key difference. And so even though Linda and Jonathan actually went through a sales process, and I mean, Adam went through a sales process, but he didn't go through a, I'm 
teaching you sales tactics and strategies and the words you have to use and the words you have to repeat back and the the question you have to ask and the thing you have to get the number of yeses you have to get them to say to you before you make the offer and whatever other bullshit. Like he wasn't in that kind of strategy because that's a manipulation strategy basically. Um, and, and I chose him, right? I didn't choose the people that were trying to use the, the NLP or the whatever freaking else sales psychology. I chose the person who was authentic and that was in the actual end result of selling my house. And so that was, that was what I then saw. Like it's just such a clear illustration. I hope I'm really conveying the clearness of this illustration of like either being in the end result that's actually the end result, selling the house, or like Jonathan got diverted into the wrong end result, which was trying to sell me into being a client with them. And what what resulted from that is that Adam was totally authentic. I could feel it the whole time. Adam was just fully authentic. He wasn't trying to give me a higher, like, oh, maybe we could get you 430, 440, even though we did get that much. Um, he wasn't like trying to be like, oh, you know, I don't want to make any promises, but maybe we can get this for you. He was just like, no, nah, man, we're going to, we should just put it up for 419. I mean, we can put it up for higher if you want, but that would be my recommendation. Just like <laughs> cut the shit, you know? And whereas the other guys, they're wanting to give me a really high price to try to like lure me in. Um, so, what happened because he was just in the true end result is that he was so authentic and I could feel it. And because Linda and Jonathan were not in the true end result, they were in trying to sign me as a client. They were not authentic. They were not authentic. You know, they were not in authenticity. And that's what I could feel was like, ah, uh, Jonathan is not just being authentic. I'm asking him to just freaking tell me, do you see anything that needs to be fixed on the house? And he won't just tell me because I, we have to arrange a phone call. So blah, 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 blah. Um, and it was like that, you know, every time I couldn't just get, couldn't just get a straight answer. Couldn't just get a straight, what's your rate? Couldn't just get a straight answer. Um, because when you are trying to manipulate someone to get what you want, you're not being authentic. You'll never be because you'll have all these strategies of how you're trying to do that, even if they're totally unconscious strategies. He obviously had conscious strategies. Someone had taught him that had said, do all of this to get the end result you want. Anyway, you know what? I have no idea how this podcast has ended up longer than the initial one that I recorded because I do feel like I was more concise and on it um, with this one, but somehow uh, it's even longer than the one I recorded right before I'm recording this one. But I hope that's been a valuable lesson for you. I hope you can really see that and reflect, you know, you might be able to reflect on times you've been sold to where someone has just, you felt the authenticity and when you've felt like, oh, they're doing a thing. They're not just in the thing, they're doing a thing, right? And and if you can see like, oh, maybe that person was just in the end result of, you know, the true end result of what, what we would be achieving if I signed on with them, or was that person in just trying to get me to sign on with them? And then you might also like to reflect in yourself. Like if you ever sell 
when you have been in either of them and can you feel the difference and can you tell when like, oh, I'm doing this thing or I'm saying this thing because I'm trying to get them to sign on with me out of scarcity or maybe out of scarcity, but just that's where my focus is rather than what we would create together if they did sign on with me. So, you know, obviously that my, my languaging is very skewed towards if you have some kind of service that you're doing with or for them, but it it would apply to a lot of product-based things as well. So just reflecting on, yeah, when you can experience that within yourself. And so what I, what I really feel and, um, this, this shows, but also for me, for my sales process, because I, I do try to really just be in that end result, unattached who the specific people are that choose to join me in it, but to offer the end result that I, you know, that I'm here to create with or for that person. Well, for me, it's always with really, um, so I'm not doing anything for someone. So you're in that rather than how do I get signups? Like that's essentially it. How do I get this person to sign on with me? Um, and, and the authenticity that will result from either one of those orientations, basically where your focus is. I mean, I, I just found that, I just find that really profound. So I hope that you've got some value from that as well. And if you have, please let me know. It will make me even more juiced up and expired, expired, inspired, not expired, uh, for creating these episodes for you. So please reach out on Instagram. My handle is at alexh.co or send me an email, alexis at alexisharvey.com. Um, and let me know what your biggest takeaway was from that, or if that landed for you, if that resonated. Just before I go, I want to let you know that I have got something very exciting and delicious and juicy to share with you next week. So if you're a podcast listener, make sure you get onto the episode straight away. Or if you follow me on Instagram or you're on my email list, you'll also get notified there. If you're not already on any of those things, I highly suggest that you join one of them, my Instagram or my email list. So you do get notified because otherwise you're very easily going to miss it. And this is something brand new I've never done before, but I'm really excited for. And I think you're going to really love it and you're going to really want to be a part of it. Um, So make sure that you are um, on one of those channels so you get notified next week. All right. I'm sending you so much love and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Ciao. 